Hey everybody, it's been a while. I'm coming back in with another recording. I was going to try to do my recordings on Sunday, as I've said before, but I'm just kind of sporadic. Um, I was trying to set up a certain date, but I'm back in school, back in classes, and it's just not going to work that way because all of my exams are on Sundays and I'm usually trying to get a lot of my work and stuff done during the week um, around my work schedule and still be a mom and take care of stuff in the house. So I just kind of have to step in when I can and when I have a moment, you know, and also a lot of times when these thoughts just kind of come to my mind, um, different topics. And um, tonight I wanted to talk about, because, you know, we talked about paying it for, you know, the Thanksgiving challenge helping others and really sewing into someone else's life. I feel honestly that we need to continue that throughout the Christmas holiday throughout the year. I'm going to be honest with you. For anybody for anyone that does listen to the podcast, I pray and it's, I'm not doing a challenge per se, but I just pray you know that everyone is um committed in a sense to helping others. I don't care if that's just giving five minutes for a good friend of yours who's been having a bad day at work to sit and just kind of un, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of unwind and just, you know, you talk to them, you give them time to talk, and then you also pour into them, you know, Um, because sometimes people just need someone that's willing to listen. Sometimes they um, come to you because you may be very insightful, very wise, and they just know that, you know, when they leave, they're going to feel so much better, at least have a better idea of what it is they need and a lot of times they have more clarity um so my challenge is to be more present for others and to also be willing to pay it for in whatever way that I can little things here and there just helping other people sewing into them not just necessarily money but my time you know um and my resources, my talents, whatever it is, just being available to do those things for others. Um, another thing is I'm going to try, and this is in all honesty, to not be so messy. Because I can be kind of messy and talk too much. And I'm going to be, I'm, I'm challenging myself to be a better woman. Um, because I know that that's not going to take me far. You know what I'm saying? Like I've always said from the very beginning of this podcast, I'm not above correcting myself. When I know I'm wrong and I step out of line with something, I don't have a problem with anybody. You know, if they mean well coming and saying it to me, but before they even say it, I just feel like I have a certain level of conviction for myself that's like, you know, that ain't quite right. You should have did X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? So I am hoping that this coming year, I'm better with that, that I'm better with just being, you know what I'm saying, more conscious, conscientious of what I say and do. And, you know, just knowing that, hey, this does affect, you know, someone else. What you say, what you do, it does affect, you know, another person and you don't want to, you know, mess somebody up. You know what I'm saying? I I just, I thought about that. So I was at work today and I was thinking about this lady and how she just came off a little messy but it wasn't just messy. I thought she was a little vindictive. Because um, I've actually heard this lady talk about how, you know, this person ain't going to work out here. They just need to get rid of them. They just need to get rid of this person and that. And I was like, hold up. And it, it just didn't dawn on me until I got home. And I thought to myself, that's quite, you know, one thing to be messy. And you say little stuff here and there. 
But it's another thing for you to try to pull the rug from under people, try to get, you know, management or, you know, however it is. It could be like a family member, a spouse or whomever just trying to mess something up. You know what I'm saying? A friend trying to come between you and your spouse, whatever it is. It's like it's it's a lot to me. Not a lot. It's very low in a sense for me. Um, for someone to just want to like put a knife in your back that hard, you know, to where they will mess up your livelihood, you know, just try to mess over people and try to drum up stuff. And I just feel like it causes hostility in the workplace. It causes hostility in a lot of relationships. When you encounter a very vindictive person where they're just evil to the core, when they just start trying to find ways to mess over someone and the person really is of no harm to them you understand what i'm saying like what i've learned about stuff like that is and it's crazy but whereas that person could seem harmless to us they're not to that person they're not it's something about the person that they're trying to mess over that they're afraid of it could be like for instance if it's on your job that person's afraid that you may try to take a position that they want you know what i'm saying so they want to mess over you because they feel like oh he or she's trying to take the position that i wanted they're taking the hours that i want blah 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 um if it's a friend and you and your spouse have a good marriage or good like support system or whatever it could be that that person feels that, I don't know, maybe they feel inadequate because they don't have it. And so that person, you know, kind of tries to always bring up stuff about your marriage and your home and everything. And you're like, what in the world is up with that? And so as I'm talking, I'm actually burning something on my stove. <laughs> but anyway... Um, is is I've learned that when just learning more that that person a lot of times is so vindictive because they feel like they lack something and people don't always tell you that they don't and it's so funny because I remember I was younger and um you know how sometimes people don't like you they'll say little things or whatever and my mom and my grandma would say, well, they're just jealous of you. And I would say, jealous? Jealous of me? I don't have this. I don't have that. You know, <clears throat> I can't go here. I can't go, you know. And in my head at the time, as a child, I thought for someone to be jealous of you, you had to be perfect. Like you had to be Beyonce. Beyonce, fine. You know, you had to have it all together, not a hair out of place. You know, you had to have all the money, everything. And I felt that there is no reason that somebody would try to be that mean and hateful to me unless it was a problem with me. And I internalized a lot of stuff as a child and growing up, you know, in my 20s, even 30s, just taking stuff in and not thinking to myself, wait a second, I didn't even put this out here for some reason. This negativity is here, but I didn't put it here. Why am I feeling this way? And a lot of times it's that other person's insecurity. You walk into the room, you're not Beyonce, but girl, you look good from head to toe. You keep yourself together. And that person 
can feel intimidated by that. They can feel very intimidated by that. Then you um, say, for instance, you know, you and your husband are going on a trip or you and your spouse, your wife are going on a trip and um, you're telling your friend about it. And you're like, oh, we're so excited. We're going to be going to Dubai and we're going to be doing this and we're going to be doing that. And you're just so excited to talk about everything you're going to do. And what they say is really cutting comments. Or I've never wanted to do that. I don't even see the purpose of that. And what are y'all going on this trip for? I thought y'all weren't getting along last week. Da, 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 da. It's like, you start thinking to yourself, like, what's the purpose of this? Like, where this coming from? And a lot of times, I think, as, um, as adults, as human beings, sometimes we're a little bit hard on ourselves. And we start blaming ourselves and saying, well, maybe without even thinking. Because for me, I'll search myself first. And if it's something I need to change, like I said, you know, I will. But honestly, when you have a relationship with God, you know, <laughs> it's almost like, you know, you ain't got to figure it out. Oh, but he knows and he will bring it to your attention. You understand what I'm saying? Like whatever it is that you're not doing, he's going to bring it to your, you know, to your attention. Or if you're doing something that's not right, he'll bring it to, you know, to your attention so that you can correct that so that you can start, you know, being a better person. That's how I feel about messiness for me is that I can't be too comfortable talking and getting in conversations with certain people because I'm not as nasty in a sense. Like I'm not as vindictive. I'm not here to try to, mess over somebody's job or their livelihood and, you know, do stuff to somebody that could cause harm. I'm just not like that. I might say little things here and there, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not so hard that I would mess somebody over like that. And so it kind of bothered me because I thought about it. I said, you know, I need to do better. And so that's something that is one of my challenges for the next year, next couple of years, period. It should just be better. I just feel like the world we live in right now, there's enough messiness out there. You know, I can let mine go and it'd be plenty more to go. Okay. So I I just need to do better with that. And like I said, when we all get to a place where it's like, oh, I need to do this better. I need to do that better. You know, initially it could be hard, but don't be bad on yourself, especially if you backslide or say a little something or whatever. And you're like, okay, but you just make a point of being better every day. You understand what I'm saying? You just make a point of trying to be better at it every single day. And I just, I just pray that everyone just kind of, um, you know, give yourself a little bit of grace. Cause like I said, even for myself as a teenager, as a, as a 20 year old or 30 year old, I didn't give myself a lot of grace when people didn't like me or if they didn't really take to me well. You know what I'm saying? And I kept thinking, well, it's got to be me. It's got to be me. And I realized that it's not always me. It could be that other person's insecurity just because of me. You know, Um, if you are a beautiful woman and you walk into a room and I've seen this happen. If you're a beautiful woman and you walk into a room and I've been one of those women, just kind of look at her and be like, darn, you know, but I just kind of look at her and admire like, man, if I had that hair, if I had that shape, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, she got on my favorite red bottoms, you know, but then there are women who will see that woman and be so intimidated by her that they would try to find things about her to discredit her, to belittle her. 
You know, it's like they're looking for a weakness. I think I talked about this before and they try to, you know what I'm saying? Make that something that they can harp on to destroy that person because there's no real reason for them to do it other than their insecurity. You feel me? And so I just, I've been more aware of that. And I just thought about it for tonight. And I thought about messiness, how that kind of goes hand in hand, because in a sense now, if, if you're in a situation with somebody and say, not situation, but you're in a, um, say in a workplace, for instance, and you're a little bit insecure about certain things and a messy, vindictive person picks up on it, they're going to hone in on it. They're going to go in on about, they're going to get, go in on you about it a lot. And it makes for a hostile environment to work in. And then say, for instance, you're the, you know, vindictive person. And then the person that you, you know, people or persons that you work with, they're kind of messy. They go along with stuff that you do, but nobody expects for you to go all out trying to mess over people. And you know what I'm saying? To the point where you try to get people fired and stuff like that then it gets to the point where no one really wants to be bothered because it's like, wow, I can't believe, you know, we all messy, but I ain't that messy. I ain't trying to mess over nobody. Livelihood and stuff like that. And I've seen that happen. I've actually seen a place where someone took a picture of somebody sleeping. And my thing is, I know you're not supposed to be sleeping on the job, but I'm going to pull you to the side. I'm going to have to wake you up and be like, girl, you better watch that because, you know, people walking by, you know what I'm saying? But The thing about it is some people and this particular person that did it and got the person fired said herself that she's petty. She said, but I'm petty. And at least she knew it. She knew she was petty, but I don't really think that's petty. I think that's a a bit vindictive when you do stuff like that to somebody and you use it against them and then they don't have a job or, you know, stuff like that. You can't mess over people. Because we all know that stuff comes back to you. Whatever you put into the universe, you best be damn sure. It may not come today. It may not even come tomorrow. But hunty, hunty, it's coming. (laughs) It's coming. Like my grandma used to always say, she said, it's not behind you. It's coming. It's not behind you. It's definitely coming. So it just kind of behooves us to be good to one another. That's not always the case. We're not in a um, big kumbaya type world. You know, people hate each other. This for how you look or how you live, you know, who you love. So I think it's just one of those things where, you know, it's hard. It's very, very hard um, to, it's very hard to kind of break bad habits with certain things, but we could all be better. You know what I'm saying? And just take it day by day. Like I said, you know, less, you know, messy talk. Um, there was somebody, <clears throat> and I can't remember where, I've seen this several times where they said, you know, messy women, when they were talking about messy females, they said messy females talk about other people, okay? And they said successful women talk about business, talk about plans of growth, talk about, is you know what I'm saying? Like they're, what comes out of their mouth is different. It's not about beating each other down as much as it is building each other up. And I think it's one of those things where I just kind of think to myself, wow, I've got to be more about what God has for me and let the right stuff come out of my mouth because ultimately he wants us to shine bright, right? And we can't do that by dimming each other's light. And so 
I just challenge everyone this holiday season going into Christmas and New Year. We all make resolutions, but this ain't going to be no resolution, honey. Just just take it one day at a time and try to live right. Just do better. Do better. Just think of something that you can do to sow in other people. And I'm telling you, sometimes you could be that friend that always has the best advice and your friends are like, oh, so-and-so, I love calling and talking to you because you can always tell me what to do. And it's funny because a lot of my friends on one hand will say that to me, but on the other hand, they are my walking, talking diary. And it's just a constant exchange, you know what I'm saying, of giving and taking. And so I love it. And so you could be the one that is the walking diary. You could be the one that is the... um what's the word? You could be the one that's constantly pouring in or you're constantly giving a good word and encouragement, but whatever it is, whether it's monetary, whether you decide to donate some clothes and stuff to a shelter, whether you decide to spend some time with someone that you sorry, no, doesn't have, you know, a lot of family and, or you decide to volunteer for something like Meals on Wheels or, You know, whatever it is that you decide to do for the next year, for the next year, I pray that you will sow into someone else. I'm telling y'all, it is a principle that Nathaniel Hill spoke about in Think and Grow Rich. And a lot of worldly people would read that book and get it, but they did not understand the biblical and the Christian like um, connection with that because it's considered worldly. And because, and it's a sidebar, and I can only speak in a black church because I'm black and I'm Baptist, but I can honestly say that I feel like our culture uh, makes you feel bad for having, like being wealthy. So it's always the rich man is evil. The poor man is what? Nice, kind, you know, he's sweet, he's this and that. Um, but plenty of poor people are mean and nasty. Plenty of poor people steal. Plenty of poor people will kill you. Is that and mess over you? So how why where did that come from? Where do we get the mindset as a people? Um and, and connected this with Christianity that being poor is what? Being good. Being wealthy is being what? Bad. You know, arrogant, Um, you know, whatever, just out of touch. So when thinking about it, I'm sorry, when thinking about it, it, I feel, is why a lot of, you know, people within the church and of color have not tapped in to sewing because we weren't taught that we needed to give more than just ties to a church. You know what I'm saying? Like when we're told to to sow, you know, we're told to sow into a church. Like think about it. It's like a dog on auction at your average Episcopal, Pentecostal, uh, C-O-G-I-C, Apostolic, Baptist, A-M-E church. Seriously. What are they doing? If you ain't got 20, give me 25. Give 25, give me 50. Give me 50. Give me 55, 60, 60. I mean, it's like a whole, it's like a whole, seriously, up there just trying to get money out of people, get money, get money, get money. Do you ever hear those pastors challenge their members? Instead of just paying tithes this month, say, say for instance, the pastor say, you know what? We have been blessed in overflow. 
I don't want you to pay any tithes this month. What I do want you to do is take your money, take your time, take your talent, invest it in another church, invest it in another home, help a family in need. Okay. Help, you know, people that you know need that help. Invest your time, invest your resources, you know, all of that, your talent into something. We're going to do this for 30 days. And I feel like God is going to open up the windows of heaven. Have you ever heard it? Have you ever heard it? No. For 30 days, you're going to be putting more and more money in a pastor back pocket. You know, and I thought about this when I thought about it. And I don't have nothing against CDJ because I literally listen to him and his daughter all the time. And I thought about Sarah. Was Sarah living in a $4 million house in Calabas? And have you ever seen TDJ's old house? Not the new house, the old house. It is a palatial, like, I mean, it's gorgeous. Gorgeous, honey. And if you ever watched the movie, not the movie, but the show on on Greenlee, it reminded me of Greenlee. It is so, it was just like gorgeous. I mean, a huge estate in Texas. I mean, this is like a multi-million dollar estate, honey. And I thought to myself, how many of his members continuously pour money into a ministry? And it's just how I feel, okay? And they're not pouring into, you know, their community, to their friends, people that they know, you know, <clears throat> are struggling. And you're not willing to help them, but you're willing to continue, you know, pouring money into this ministry. And there is nothing, honestly, there is nothing wrong with you wanting to pour money in. But I feel like it's something wrong when you decide that pouring money into that church is more important than actually helping someone that you know is in need. Like, for instance, and it's just an example. And then I got to go because I'm sidebarring and this is probably for another time. But say, for instance, your church is having a rally. And every year you get $5,000 to that rally, right? But this year you have a friend and her husband who's recently laid off. They have kids and, you know, they were facing some financial challenges. And you and your friend were talking and she told you, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know if we're going to be able to keep our house. And the kids, you know, I don't know what we're going to tell them for Christmas because we don't have anything. You decide that you're going to pay their mortgage, you're going to pay their utilities, and you're going to help get some stuff for the kids for Christmas. You also tell one of your other friends, and they decide to help sponsor so the kids could have a Christmas. And then that friend tells a friend, and they decide, well, if they need groceries, I can make sure that their freezer is stocked, and I can get them, you know, some good groceries now. And then they tell a friend, and that friend says, well, I'll handle their water bill, and if she needs any other extra money, I'll put some money in their savings. And then that friend tells a friend, and they'll say, I know that her husband... lost his job and everything but my friend Ted over here has been looking for somebody to come and help him in his shop do you think her husband would be okay you know coming over and applying for that job and this and that that is what God actually wants us to do not just putting that five thousand dollars in that same damn rally that you put it in every year okay every year ignoring the people around you that are in need that's my two cents that's how I feel about that But y'all have a good uh, 
weekend and hopefully I'll get to check in again. I'm busy right now, but hopefully I'll get to check in again. I'm going to do my year end review because I just, I'm so excited. I even started this podcast for anybody that listens to it. I am forever grateful because it's something that I just, it just came to mind one day. Like I really want to talk about this and I really felt like it should be a God thing and not just all about me. So sometimes I'll say something I'll tell you, I have to check myself. So if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll let you know. Um, so yeah, I'm challenging everybody to think outside the box this holiday season. Like think about the person that you know for a fact, honey, is struggling. They got a lot of stuff on their mind. They got a lot of stuff they need to do. Help them. Don't be a stranger to them when they're in need. <clears throat> Too often we forget that God will ask us, did you help your brother? Did you feed him? Did you clothe him? And a lot of times you only do it because the church tell y'all to do it at a certain time, don't they? And you feel it because you paid him $5,000 tithes that you've done everything that you were supposed to do. But that is not what he's asking 100%. When you are aware of that friend and her husband losing his job and you decide to take every dime that you had saved for that rally and give it to the rally instead of saying, I'm going to pour into this person. And you see how the chain continued? I asked a friend and that person said they would help. And then that friend asked the person and they said they would help. You know, if only the world would, you know, uh, be more like that, I think we could all grow. I mean, if, if all of us had just stayed in the dang old house and wore a mask and, you know, I mean, we wouldn't still be in Rona, okay? If we could all consider one another, if we could all just be kind to one another, I honestly feel that that's God's way of just shining bright right through us. So I pray that you have a good weekend, and I'll talk to you soon.